Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Dragon. My name's Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today, uh, we're going to. Oh my gosh, what's that? Ah! Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. What? My name's Alexia. What happened? And today, we're going to. Oh no, what's up? Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, time loops, man. Time loops oh, are fun. Time loops. Can I say this right off the bat, though? Yeah. Um, what was so cool about this episode to me was every time we've ever seen a time loop episode, we've always been with the person who knows it's happening. So it was really cool to not. I don't know that's true. We'll get we'll get to it. I want to get. I, I'm I pretty get to the sure it's true. Minute. We've all it's always been whomever is experiencing the weird shit, be it time loop, dimension jumping, you know, back and forth between the future and the now and the present and the past or whatever. Like anytime there's been some shit that's wonky in fiction. Yeah, I would say that's true. I think Star Trek's the exception. We'll talk about it in a second. But at first, I want to talk. Um, given that we are start, you know. Trek off and and you know we have the ability to talk about stuff more than just episodes. Um, I want to talk uh, for a second about an actor named Kevin Spacey. Um, okay. Uh, anybody who's been watching anything right now has heard uh, what's going on with Kevin Spacey right now about how uh, the accusations uh, made against him um, of a, a pseudo sexual assault uh, on a fourteen year old. Uh, I, I did not know this. Ah. So, uh, so Kev- <laughs> Isn't Kevin's that great. Pa- I, I I never know the shit because I, I don't live on the internet like you. All do, right, and so we don't Kevin TV, Kevin so. Spacey is kind of maybe done, um, right now. It's looking like unless something changes massively from the time we're recording this on November first, um, Kevin Spacey, uh, uh, it turns out that uh, like thirty years ago, um, he was uh, according to the stories, like super drunk. Um, and had a 14-year-old at his party and like pinned the 14-year-old down and tried to have sex with the 14-year-old, allegedly. Um, and a 14-year-old got away. Uh, why are we bringing it up here? Because that 14-year-old is Anthony Rapp, who plays our uh, no-irist engineer uh, on Star Trek Discovery. What? Yeah. Um, uh, years ago, he, he came out this week and said, yeah... Um, in the midst of all the things, the Harvey Weinstein stuff, I think I need to talk about this uh, thing that happened. I mean, that's uh, the thing me. that I think is great about 
the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Like, I mean, obviously, it's fucked up. Um, and none of us should really be surprised. Like, I think it was one of the late night. They were like all the female. I think it was a Seth Meyers show. He had all of his like female writers. Uh, and everybody, they were like, <clears throat> he's sexually, you know, he's sexually harassed women. They're like, no, <laughs> like, you say it ain't so. And I'm like, yeah, like the, and, and people exhibiting shock uh, about any person in a position of power, particularly in Hollywood, in Hollywood uh, well, that they're not sexually assaulting or harassing uh, women uh, and clearly men. Uh, it's ridiculous, right? Because it's in like so many movies, <laughs> like at some point, like well, yeah, it's, we, so- it's not a thing we, we joke about. Um, but then that was the thing. Like, it's always been this thing that we joke about or we see in movies because it's like, we know it happens. It's like, I know, right? So fuck like, the casting couch, shit like that. Um, and so when that turns out to be the case or whatever, it's, I'm just, it's interesting. I'm, I'm happy that we're finally saying, so, like, actually talking about how it's not okay and you can't do that. <laughs> um, and, well, and I think and that's... I love that. And I think that that it's doing things like this, like letting other people feel em- emboldened to uh, to come forward and say, in that vein, uh, this happened to me with so and so. You know, well, like, and I think that nobody's untouchable anymore. We shouldn't well, be. Yeah, and yeah, and that's the thing. I think forever, um, it's been kind. Of, I mean, th- there's a term, sleeping your way to the top, right? Mm-hmm. And and in general, that term has not pertain to men as much as it's pertained to women. Um, and it, I think, represents a little more agency than than women are given in that phrase. I don't think it's women going, hey, I would like to advance. Let's, I would like to advance. I will offer to I will offer my vagina. Um, yeah. If you will, if you promote me. I think it's much more, you want to get, you, you want to advance. Okay. Here's what you can do, you know, tit for tat. And I mean, real tit. Um, yeah. and, and I think that, uh, that then what happens is that, you know, there are certain women who do advance that way and many more women who don't actually get any advancement from it. Um, and many women who are not doing it because they want to advance because, you know, they, they are like, look, I, I don't want to lose this job. I need this job. If I don't, if I, if if I don't if I don't do this I lose this job and then I lose my house and what I'm gonna what am I gonna do Okay I mean it's it's a it's it's using the power you have over someone I mean outside outside of a parent child relationship there are very few relationships that have more power than the power of a boss over an employee Yeah or or of a of a known actor over an up and coming actor. Yeah. I mean, you're or a you're, producer or a yeah, director you're, over you're, an actor. Your like, dreams you know, a, of you know a, getting you, a, a job in their your dreams or, of what you've wanted to do your whole life are like you've studied and you went to school and maybe and you maybe you raped and you've up gone through so much rejection like, sixty thousand so dollars sixty thousand dollars of of college debt to learn how to act then you went out and you spent five years doing commercials trying to make ends meet while and, and, and still taking bunches of classes and, and, and this that, is and, and this is what you've dreamed money. of ever since you were a little kid and finally 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 you are you are you're in a spot and you're gonna make it and yep. and then a harvey weinstein comes in and says, you know, says, you know, hey, this is what we're going to do. And when you say no, there are stories, 
you know, it's known, you know, probably someone said to you, you know, just don't, don't fight it. Cause if you fight it, you know, you're, you're done, you're done. in this town. Yeah. And, and you, and, and you find yourself in this, in this impossible situation that you shouldn't have to be on to go, do I let myself get debased for this one night in order to, to the take the rest of all the rest of my nights of everything I've ever dreamed of to not go away. Yeah. And that's not, that's, that's barely consent that's that that is that's I mean, that's not even that's extortion like, extortion that's, exactly that's a, like, like sexual that's, extortion that's exactly what it is and in, and in some cases you know from the the like and there are people who i'm sure i think about just the millions of of people who couldn't allow it you know like couldn't let it happen and they were really talented and we never we're never gonna get like we never get to see what they were capable of and no shade shown you know, at those who willing did let to it pay happen. the price you know no shade thrown at those who did let it happen you know if no you, not at all if but that's I'm saying, the, like, if that's the decision you made in order to in, in in order to not let your dreams be squashed by a monster if that's the scar you 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 you, you bore you that? wore I because mean, because you had ugh. dreams and nothing was going to stop you, you should never have been put in that position. No, absolutely that, not. Because the person who did that was a monster. You just dealt with the monster differently than others. Um, yep. um, and I feel the, for that. Like I'm not. I'm not even sure what's worse. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not sure if it's worse to have done all that stuff to get to that point and then have your whole life. Uh, basically crumpled up and thrown away because you're not going to be able to do the thing. And there's or, nothing... or to have endured the assault. It's an assault in a yeah, case. Or, or, to, or to endure the, insu- the assault, but now you have to carry that with you for the rest of your life. And I have to imagine that it even, it's, it would taint anything you do in, in the business thereafter. And... Like, let's not pretend that it's that one moment and then it's fucking over. Yeah. You know, because that's just not true. Like, so, I want to I so be there. So you know I, it's the beginning of, of, of a whole, like, price that you have to pay cons- consistently just to keep doing what you wanted to do with your life, to do your job, to do your work. Like, it's so, so fucked up. On so many levels. You know, it occurred to me that the truest version of assault um, and assault, you know, must eventually be defined by, you know, if, if a person is feels like they have been assaulted and the person who was doing the assault was being inappropriate in what they were doing, then it's really the the, the experience of the victim. But assault in its in its truest form any kind of assault whether it's you know punching someone in the face or a sexual assault it is it is taking someone else who is a person and robbing them of personhood and doing things to them that advance you or or deal with the way you you your feelings are satisfied or your needs are satisfied by by damage to this other person as if they weren't a person um yeah. And and I think that, you know, and we're bringing we bring this up because it is a Star Trek podcast and this is a Star Trek actor. Like if this if, the, you know, if this had come out about Wesley Crusher, if this if this has been Will Wheaton, who you know, damn sure we'd be talking about it. 
right now. Yeah. So this, even though this guy's only been on our radar for a few weeks, I think that it's, you know, I didn't know this guy before this. Evidently he has a long, um, a long resume, but I'm sure um, he does. Like, cause that's the thing before, and, until you get the, the coveted role. Like he's got the, the choice spot now, but like, that's the thing. Most people don't seem to realize. Like, I think there's also this sort of myth out there. Um, and I, and I want to say it was the guy on, um, on Game of Thrones that actually said it best. Um, the, the guy who plays um, my favorite character, Tyrion. Um, yeah. He, like, at some point, I'm butchering this, but, like, at some point, he kind of, people were like, they talk about the luck. Because they seem to have, there's this, like, perception by the general public that actors who wind up on a hit show like Game of Thrones or star trek discovery or whatever that like before that they were some nobody you know what i mean and they and they they lucked into it and they got their it's like no they fucking work their ass off doing background work onesies on you know one-offs on 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 serialized television by the way i just looked this guy up just so just so you know and then finally all of that happens like all that work is put in and then somehow they they get their foot in the door uh, like for a major recurring role or something on a sh- on a series or they get a movie that you know they get a big enough role that they break in like it's it's not some shit that just happens overnight that's just not really what happens it's not what never happens but that is not the usual thing that happens and so sh- just so that. you know this guy th- this guy was um uh 14 year old uh daryl in adventures of ba- adventures in babysitting or he was oh my like- god he was that. He was also he's the kid from Adventures of Babysitting. Shut the fuck up. And he's oh, also uh, he originated the role of Mark Cohen um, in the in the um, original Broadway recording of Rent. Um, so if you listen to Rent, uh, you've heard him. Um, so he's mostly uh, and he has been uh, and he was on. Uh, he was Mark Cohen in the um, in the movie of Rent. Oh, as really? Well. Um cool. So, uh, so yeah, this guy has been, you know, he's, he's been around quite a bit. He was in Days and Confused and stuff. Well, that makes me feel better because I was like, he looks, he looks familiar. We say this about a lot um, of people who come across on Discovery. And maybe he had irises <laughs> and those other things. But, um, Stop. but I, I, I want to, you know, we need to first emphasize that, that this is an allegation. We don't know for sure. Um, Kevin Spacey dealt with it like this. He basically said, um, uh, it was a long time ago, uh, and, and, I was drinking a lot and if it happened, I don't remember it. Um, but if it did, I'm very sorry. And I've come out, I have had romantic relationships with men and women. Um, and, uh, I've chosen now to live my life as a gay man. Um, and, uh, and this is making me rethink stuff. Um, and so basically he came out of the closet as his response and the community for good reason was having none of that. They're mm. going. They're going. Hold on, you don't use coming out as a way to deflect. Mm-hmm. Um, from like, you're now conflating, you know, pedophilia and and homosexuality. Don't do that. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I posted earlier today, and this isn't the Kevin Spacey podcast. So we're gonna get to Trek in a minute, so bear with us. Um. I came out. Um. Today I was uh, I commented actually on Aaron Aaron Eisenberg who plays Nog. Um, uh, I'm Facebook friends with him, and he was talking about it. And I posted on his um, uh, on a conversation that he was having um, about how there's a way 
that um, Kevin Spacey could have um, could have handled it that he chose uh, not to do like at this stage of the game. Um, and I'm just trying to see if I can find where the conversation, I'll tell you exactly what I would have said. Uh, it's not there. Well, essentially the point I would have made is there's, there's a, a, a way that, um, that he could have responded where he would have been like, look, 30 years ago, I drank like crazy and I drank to blacking out and I would wake up in the morning and I did lots of horrible things, um, to people that didn't deserve to have horrible things done to them. And I wrecked others lives. I wrecked my life. Um, and that is why I don't drink anymore. Um, it's possible that I was, that, that, that happened and that kills me. It kills me that you might be describing something that happened and I can't remember because I was I was such a drunk bastard. I am so, so very sorry. Um, and I do not deny you or your claim and anything I can do, whether it's giving to whether it's giving to to, you know, things about alcohol abuse or giving to, you know, things about child abuse, anything, anything I can do to make it even 1% better. I stand ready to do. I am so ashamed that I was so broken at that time. Um, and I beg your forgiveness. Had Kevin Spacey done something like that, yeah, that I think would have, would have, I, I think that, I think that, that we would have been like, like willing to, like, yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, like I, particularly when it's somebody that, you know, we have come to like over the years, like I think with with Weinstein, like the, for most, for, for pretty much all of us, I feel like the biggest part of it that was like fucked up was this, that that's just the culture, you know, um, and it's like, okay, well, so maybe that was the culture and you didn't know it was wrong <clears throat> per se. I mean, you should know, like, we sh you, I hate that. Like, you should fucking know our society should have known, should have always known that that's not fucking okay. But if you want to go that route, you d like that excuses your behavior for the 50s and the 60s. What about beyond that? Like, you just you never learned anything. Yeah, you know, like, no, that's not a fucking acceptable answer. It's it's kind of like I'm sorry to bring it up. I know what you know. I want to get political on the show, but Trump, you know, it was just locker room dog. It's just this sort of like it's this idea of these people who basically brush it off like it's just a thing that happens. And and and, and, and they're okay and they're like it. and they're like oh. Now that I think about it, it's it's bad, and I'm just, like, there's there's what I don't. I mean, get... not even necessarily that. Like, there's no actual apology at the end of it. There's no actual acknowledgement or shame associated. Shame with what is you the word. Done shame is the, shame is the damn word that 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 you want to hear in these yeah. cases where people are like, I like, where, where people are like, yeah, I, I. But here's the deal, right? Is that. As things come out, you know, new allegations come out against Kevin Spacey today. It's going to be harder for him to make that claim. You know, Weinstein can't do that. Weinstein can't go, I'm sorry for the Cosby can't go. I'm sorry for the 60 times. You right. know, it's it's, you know it's, it's, it's it's a problem when it's just if it's not one isolated incident. 
Like, yeah. Because, like, like you said, and and if that's true, if he was you know an addict at the time, um, I know that makes people do fucked up things, and it's a disease. And you know, if he got help at some point and doesn't remember it, and we're talking about something that happened thirty years ago, like it's absolutely conceivable that you know he's not an, he's not that person anymore, right? And if and but you still have to acknowledge that if you were that person that you yeah. that you're fucking sorry that's, and you that's, feel a that's bit part of the recovery yeah, like that's, that's part, part of recovery of yeah yeah it's a so, huge part of it so, so i just it feels I just like wanna... it's a half a half step there it feels like he knows from what everybody else has said about the weinstein shit and the you know, it's like you can't just act like it's like a they're lying uh because what's their reasoning and and B that it's not that big a deal because it's a fucking big deal. It is. Period. Yep. End of story. Well, like and I and, might, and I, I want to you know I want to I want to put out there that that you know we can all grow and we can all change and we can all get better, right? Yeah. And that's the the ultimate thing. I have. There's no story that we like better, especially in fiction, of of a bad guy who turns good, right? There's yeah. no story that that when when you know. When that happens, and I can be the first person to tell you that there there are dates I went on in high school where I was way too handsy, <laughs> like where mm-hmm. where where that person probably went home and had a very different experience of that date than I than I did. It didn't even occur to me that that might be the case at the time. Um, yep. They're probably you know I know for a fact when I was casting uh, Ninjas versus Zombies and again in Ninjas versus Vampires, I told. Um, a perfectly beautiful actress. Yeah, do you think you could lose ten pounds? Um, I did that. Um, um, I'm learning. I'm reading. I'm meeting people. I'm getting to know people's experiences, so that so so that I can take the programming that's been given to me, and and not do that. Ninjas versus monsters. It's it's absolutely possible to go. You know, you're damseling or fridging all your female characters. Do you want to maybe not do that? Um, mm-hmm. And even in the screenplay that I'm writing right now, um, I had um, the, I just did a rewrite on it and my female lead, I'm letting the men do the talking when she's the, she's the hero. But when it comes time to do the planning, the men, so I've literally gone into scenes where I said, hold on, this needs to be her line. This needs to be like, I need to, I, there's, I need to deprogram the idea that this shouldn't be her line which is so subconscious, right? I didn't have that. I, know, in I didn't yeah, have that I'm in sure mind when I was writing it, with, it. Yeah, like there wasn't like okay, well she. Doesn't I'm gonna give it talk. to him. Fuck her. Ah. You know that's Yeah, what, like I know that's not going on in here. Yeah, head. that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ah, I'm gonna get all women now. Ah, I'm gonna bring them down. You know, no, it's just like I was that's writing. That's so it. insidious about it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, because w- perfect, when you're like writing, really good guys like yourself, like there are there are people, there are men who are fucking monsters. Like, let's be clear. And, and, and that's not, and they're not, I want, I am hopeful that they're a tiny portion, but I'm not even sure that's true. But what I know for a fact from my own experience, uh, is that I, uh, many, a great, good guy, like exists out there that have this programming and it's subtle that like would consider themselves to not be like male chauvinist pigs or certainly not and certainly not sexual predators and just things that they 
that they say or do or even things that I notice myself as a, as a woman that I, like I said, I just, I've become more and more feminist over the years because like there have been things that I've recognized where I'm like, wow, why did I, why did I just assume that? Like, fuck. It's, it really is. It's very insidious. Even when you're a, a good person on the lookout for it, it's hard. So we've got to try yeah, to be I mean, sure. And we're in an interesting industry, you and I, in that, you know, our industry is by nature exploitative. It's what it is. It is. It is. The nature of it is. We I don't are know about that. Explicitly. But in, in the in the in the most literal version of that word, we are exploiting the assets of the talent. That's what we do. Um, if if you're Jim Carrey and you're super funny, then you have an asset that can make studios money. <clears throat> and so we take that asset and we exploit it. And we exploit it. And we exploit it just like you would, you know, you would uh, drill for oil. You know, if you know there's an oil field under you, you drill for it. You exploit that oil field to get from it what will push. That's what you do. That's what you 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 hold auditions where people come and you find the people who are the most who are going to most be able to use their talents to bring your ideas to light. And then you you use those talents to advance what you're going to do. It's um, it, more so than other businesses where where you're all working towards something. It's very much the idea of, of how can this be? And I think the problem, the, the reason that is, is because in this business, you are not just the people doing business, but you are also the product. Yeah. If that makes sense. Products. If you go, I, ex I exploited, I exploited this Twinkie farm, you know, not the Twinkies growing trees, but man, they should. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I, expo I exploited this farm. I exploited this, the, the, this, you know, this factories out that you're fine with that. You exploit products. Well, we are products um, yeah. when we're actors and that is part of the game. And we exploit, you know, sexuality and we exploit, you know, beautiful women, um, uh, there is nothing that's going to draw your eye faster than, than, you know, a, a partially dressed, beautiful woman. I will say that on the cover of ninjas versus monsters, even on the cover of the Trek off thing, there are shots of boobs because, and we like, like there's a burlesque like the, and we get very to a point where is, bur is watching a burlesque show. Is that empowering or exploitative? Or both? Can it be both? Yeah, I think the difference when it comes to something like burlesque or, or I wouldn't say so much strip club dancers because I think that I, more of those experiences I've seen where they those women don't look happy to be there. Sure. Um, uh, but burlesque in in particular is is definitely an, like an art form, and it is a you know woman or a man you know whatever like you it's not just about nakedness right it's it's about sexuality exploring your own sexuality and and playing around with it like and that's the thing if you're the one doing it it's fine you know what i mean like if if you are jiggling your assets you know like i i frequently have my boobs out cuz i like them they're cushy and and i huh. am fun and i like them and i don't get upset when somebody looks at them because I've put them out there to be looked at. There was a point um, when the you cover know, but of, if you just there was a touch point up, when the cover of Trek Off, the cover of the Trek Off movie <laughs> was going to be 
a shot of your boobs and <laughs> and and the live long and prosper hand you know that's that was going to be the cover um uh i decided not to because i thought that that what i was thought maybe that's too exploitative but is it because that's you know it's 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 a weird line in it our wouldn't industry. have been for me because i that doesn't bother me and i and i like i said like i like putting them out there but like if i if i and if and if i wasn't in on that discussion right like and that's where i think it's a different scenario right like <clears throat> where if like you had if i was just say because i was in ninjas versus monsters and you just took a shot of my boobs and put that on the cover of that for some reason um and we hadn't talked about it or anything like that like that would be a different story it would be like yo dude what what's that about like i mean first of all how would you get such a shot without my consent but um but that's the thing hd cameras no i'm kidding um, <laughs> but like, that's the thing, do you know what I mean? It's, it's that idea of like, there's, and, and because we have such this, um, we, we take the sexual power away from women so often that like, there's, I think value in women sexually empowering themselves and that not being a thing where like, she's a slut or a trollop, you know, for, for doing so. Um, that's why like burlesque dancers, there's, I mean, every burlesque show i have ever seen there's so much talent happening up there there's so much fun and we're and we're all in on it we're all doing it together you know what i mean it's like it's like the kink scene right like they're very big on like on making sure you have consent and 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 being respectful of the people around you and i think that's what we should be striving for is just fucking mutual respect that we're all human beings and deserve that and deserve consideration. And it's, it's, it's mind blowing that it's so hard for us to accomplish. And yet, you know, again, and I have to, and I have to question myself. And as I write the new thing, I'm, you know, I have to question myself that right now, if I go back to, you know, for those of you who've seen ninjas versus monsters, if first of all, if you haven't, um, the ultimate edition is now on Amazon prime <laughs> and it's a fun movie that you should see. You really will like it. You, you will um, like I, it I mostly promise you. Um, uh, <laughs> but I will say this. There are, you know, a number of female and a number of male characters in Ninjas versus Monsters. There's a good, I don't want to say there's a split. There's still more men than women, um, you know, in an action oriented movie. That's usually the case. But there's a lot of women in this in this movie. Um, if I look at all the women, if I go, you know, OK, Step is pretty much in a bikini for half the movie. There's I have a mm -hmm. witch who's basically got both she, literally as a hole in her shirt with the boobs sticking out. Um, mm -hmm. uh, oh, another witch in a ripped up dress with a ton of, ton of cleavage, another witch in, you know, a half shirt and a tiny little skirt, you with, you know, with, with, you know, tons of boobage sticking out of a corset. Um, you know, there's, uh, Alex who's in a, in a, in a low cut cat suit the entire t way through. And then mm -hmm. my men with the exception of Dracula are just in like layers and layers and layers of clothes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yet, I know all of these women who've portrayed these characters. And and you know what? They are all comfortable with their with the way they, they like the way they look in those outfits. Um I Alex in particular in the cat suit, she'd be the first one to pull the zipper just a little bit lower. Um, um I know you know one of the burlesque dancers was one of the witches. Um uh, the the most undressed witch in the movie is also the least sexual character in the movie. 
Um, yep. Uh, there is like it's weird. Halloween was well, yesterday, and you, right? And, and I and saw so did, yeah. I saw so much naughty nurses out there. Oh there, yeah, I mean, pretty much so many. Like, here's the thing: like, you go online for any Halloween costume, and I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. They've there's a there's like a low cut, sexified version of it. Be it fucking rainbow bright. You know? Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. It's like, doesn't so, matter what it is. Somewhere out there, there's like you know, you know, a sexy hand sanitizer. It's just out there somewhere. Yeah, um, exactly. But <laughs> a I sexy say, ketchup bottle. <laughs> and, and there's something about our our level of of implied power. And someone said this once. I don't know if this is true, but that a woman's power in the way she looks is is in you know is in her body while a, a man's power and how he looks is in his clothes. And for whatever reason, that's been what happens. You know, uh, you know, the, the man wears the three piece suit with up, up to the cufflinks and the woman wears the slinky dress and they are both at their, at the height of what you could say their, their attractiveness, their power over the opposite sex um, or the same sex, depending on what you're into, um, you know, it, at those spots, they, they like, like it's if if the man were to go, I'm going to go to to this ball in this you know in in a tank top in in a tank top and short shorts, and everyone's gonna be like, ooh, look at you, you know, unless you are you know, Chris Hemsworth, you know, even if you're like kind of normal man, that that doesn't work, you know, you have to be extraordinary in order for a show of skin to really kind of work, um. Is that how we're programmed? As is Absolutely. that is that, but yeah, like, I mean women throughout But are we time, programmed in that way by nature? You know, in no. that in, in that, you know, throughout nature you look at hermit crabs and it is the female who's always the decider. So is the is it, you know, that the female hermit crab is meant to be desired by the men while the men are meant to prance like peacocks? You know, the, the men of the species are always the one wearing, you know, the the plumage, right? Like, like yeah. where we're meant to prance. And that is and that is why women are always, you know, in a in an outfit that makes them more sexually desired while the men are in the outfit that makes them more, you know, choosable. I don't know. I don't, I don't I, see. I don't if if what you were saying was with nature. Right. It was to follow nature where typically you're right. The woman makes the decision. It, in most, I mean, obviously, it's not true of every animal, but like where the woman makes the decision, and that therefore the man is is the one uh, who looks a certain way to try to get her attention, and it depends on culturally is the thing, like because. Um, but it's like never by flat, never by flaunting. You know the 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 women. In, that's in, not in, true. It's no, not no, let, never hear, by hear flaunting in, in, their, no, their let, sexual hold on. organs or something. But it's not. It's it's more. You know it's. It's more the feathers than it is, you know, the, the peacocks aren't out there going, like, hey, look at my peacock. You know, they're, they're like, hey, look at my lovely tail feathers or look at, you know, look at the plumage on my chest or look at yeah, the size of my Yeah, it's like I said, it's whatever claw. it is that's valued yeah, by but it's not, that. It's not a presentation of... By evolution, of the, really. Of, of the, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the presentation of sexual organs, whereas that is, you know, you know the female lions, they present to go, okay, here, ready to go. Um and, or is it the way we're programmed by 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 nurture? Is it is it a, is it a matter? I, be of, I believe it is. Or that. both. We, I think because we have throughout uh, time, women. It's it's been it's just happened for so long 
that we've been sexualized and re- and reduced to little more than that. Like, I think that's the problem. Like, I don't think sexualizing a woman at, at its core is, is really the problem. It's, the it's that de-emphasizing. It's yeah. It's the fact humanity. that we are nothing but that. Yeah. It is that implication. When you become the plaything of the man, when you yeah, when, when your sexuality is defined by the man instead of defined by yourself. Correct. And yeah, that's pretty much always been the case. You know, like for such a long time. Like I don't know if it's always been true, but I mean, as far back, you know, I sit here thinking about the history I've been taught. I mean, as far back as I can think, that's what it's been about and maybe it's because um men are visual creatures and they've usually like we've been a patriarchy for so long that they've gotten to dictate what's what and that's what they want and therefore you know like i just i when i watched i watched this um it was about like feminism and like the the birth of it and and just some of the the ads that I saw in this documentary from like the fifties, like there was a, an ad and this was a legitimate selling a product. It was literally a man standing on like a, like one of those, like, you know, uh, like a, a bear rug or whatever, like it has the bear head. or and a the, head But rug. it's a woman. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like we were, that's really, that was really okay. Oh, yeah. Geez. Like that's so incredibly fucked up. Um, and to see and to feel like, gosh, I wish we'd gotten further. And what's happened, I think, and they talk about this, and, and I think it's true, is that we've certainly evolved to a place culturally to go, okay, that's not fine. Uh, most of us, I hope. Um, but that has what it has done is it has made it uh, more insidious. It is it's it's become subtler. And it's the stuff you're talking about. And then I'm talking about like they we we're, I would think both of us don't think women are inferior. Uh, both of us think that men and women are equal. Uh, but we see in our day-to-day life, we have instances where that programming, you know, even when we're looking for it. Like in the writing and, that I was just talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Like, and then you'll catch it and you'll go, shit, damn. Whew. I don't, yeah, wow. Wow. Like, it's a sobering thought. Like, it's. You know, it happened to me watching Frozen, I think, was was one was a like a watershed moment for me because I I mean, and part of it is I'm a romantic, I think. But, you know, spoilers for Frozen, if you haven't seen that already. <laughs> um, but like a whole time, I'm like, she's got to get to him so they can have so they can have the the, the act of love. You know, like it, it never even occurred to me. That it would be that sisterly love would count, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, and I love that it, that that's what it was or in guardians too. Like I said, when I went with the whole like spoilers for that, cause that is more recent, um, you know, when he didn't save her and, and she saves herself, I, you know, initially I was upset and then I was like, wait, hold on. No, she saves herself. She doesn't need him to fucking save her, but it's that kind of shit that we're just really programmed with. And it doesn't. It's wrapped up in something that doesn't feel wrong necessarily because it's like, oh, he loves her so much and that's he saved her and 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 that's not intrinsically a bad thing. Right. Saving the person you love is like a good thing, but it's become warped because she can't do it herself. You know, I just had literally an hour ago um, I was recording um, the second to last episode of pop off. 
Um, and I had a conversation about a- Avengers Age of Ultron and the presence of Hawkeye's wife in in that movie. Um, and the criticism that was that was you know laid on Joss Whedon in that you know Hawkeye's wife was a housewife, and that's not a very feminist thing to to do. You know that's that's you know he's the why she's just the wife who stays at home and and runs the house with the kids. Um, and I made an argument about how well you know what no she's a strong woman in in that movie she is she is you know she she has a point of view and she has things to say and she is you know she is a nurturer but she was all at once has a has a quiet strength to her there's no sense to her you know she's not June Cleaver sent around to that house she is yeah you know, I didn't feel like she was she's but Arthur said that while that may be true we should live in a world. We where we can absolutely show a housewife. We should live in a world where we can absolutely show weak women. There are weak women out there, and and they have stories to tell. And and you know there are a lot of weak women, just like, like there are a lot of weak men, and their stories need to be told. But until such, t- and and we should live in a world where it's okay to focus on those stories. But then Arthur said, until we live in a world where those stories are not disproportionately the images that we are presented of women writers and creators have a responsibility to focus more on the stories about strong women because they are underrepresented right now yeah and that then that once we have closed the gap a bit then we can go you know what here's a story of a of a demure woman who likes being you know the beta in the relationship because a lot of people do so many people like being yeah the like and I, I think he's right yeah you know, i think that's a good way of putting it and it's 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 like i was saying about you know when we we're talking about tilly on discovery and 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 me not ha- like I, I don't there are absolutely small very trim skinny girls in the world um plenty of them like but my beef is that's all we ever see yeah. So I think until such time as we see the spectrum, you know, like I, I want us to go the other way for a while because that's all we've ever seen. And and it's like it's like that. He's right. Until we've seen enough of of other types, because the thing is like and, and I think the word strong woman is is not even the right word to use. I think it's it's too generalized, but I guess I'm not sure what else to say, but like. Women are neither strong or just weak, just like men are neither strong or just weak. Like there's complexities, there's things in between. And I think the reality is there's there are many different types of women in the world, just like there are many different types of men in the world. And I think that that, that what we need to do is like we have a template for it. We have all of cinema past where we've got the spectrum of male characters. You know, and it's yeah. like, that's what we need for women, too. It's that simple. Like, because men and women are just people. We're human beings. Like, when it comes to the way they relate to each other, there are certain things that culturally are true, I suppose. But, like, at the end of the day, like, we're not different. We're not, like, a whole other species or something. We're... We have just as complicated motivations as men. Like yeah, and 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 I I mean we are different, and I would say that that in some ways we we are almost like different species, but we're not more or less worthy of respect. 
Um, Correct. And and the you know the the fact is is that 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 we are in a world where we you know where we by our nature you know we we sexualize other people and for you know for the majority of us that's a heteronormative you know sexual sexualization you know men sexualize women in general and men generally um you know want to want to have just physical sex without having to have any kind of mindset more than what there are things that that are considered and and women are men are more attractive to to you know the bare skin of a woman then women are attracted to the bare skin of a man man in general these are all generalizations which means that there are exceptions to all of these rules um but it comes down to no one has the right no one has the right to take from someone their agency in that regard yeah um and in this case, this started with the conversation of a man doing it to a boy. Let me say that this is in a different class by itself, because it's every as horrible as anything that we might say, you know, stay the you know I don't stay stay away from the kids, guys. I know, for goodness sake. Like seriously, and and there's and the, here's here's a truth out there about about specifically teenagers, right? There are absolutely. 17 year old girls who are hot as shit it's out there boys who you might think are hot as shit there comes a point where there is the female form in front of you and you go you know what that's a kid and i have respect enough for that person's development and 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 they where they need to go that i'm going to keep my hands and life away from them and let them experience life as they should and sometimes that reaches to a 20-year-old or a 22-year-old or a 25-year-old. If you meet someone and you go, you know what? I'm in a disproportionate per- position to this person. This person both looks up to me and wants to have sex with me. If that's ever the case, you need to do some soul searching. And I'm not saying you necessarily that that is the litmus test by which you say no. But if you know that someone both is an admirer of yours... And also wants to have sex with you or is willing to have sex with you. You need to be the one to go, you know, that is not a, an equal relationship. And you should take yeah. a breath. And that and that is producers and and actors. That's celebrities and fans. That's, yeah. you know, that is that is, you know what? I don't want to be intimate with someone who I am not on equal footing with that's bosses and employees. That's like, if I'm not on equal footing with you and you know, you're willing to do for me because of the fact that I am older or the fact that I am an adult and you're not, or the fact that I'm a boss and you're not, or the fact that I'm, I'm a, I can control or... your life or are you, like if I have power over you, yeah. <coughs> we should not be being intimate in my opinion. Yeah, um, or it, certainly you should be you should be considering that. You should that should be a consideration like said, about yeah, like whether or that, not I can see scenarios where perhaps someone is sure. Yeah, and and and, they're they're both, and those uh, and those you know, work out consenting but, adults, and that's fine. But you need to have that discussion. Yeah. You should be asking be yourself: Is this fair? Yeah, is and this it, exploiting my my position of power? And if your not? answer is yes, 
and the person's a kid, you're wrong. So back the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. If they're and, a kid, the answer is never yes. Yeah. So they're not in a place to know any better. Yeah. It's up and it doesn't matter how grown up they look or grown up or, they act. Right, they seem to or, act you know, any of that. You know, like if no nope. if yeah. you're if you're necking with someone and you think they're nineteen and then they go they they go they go, by the way, you just should know I'm seventeen. You go, Whoa, goodbye. I'm done. Yeah. You don't so go, good. Well, you seem so grown up. Yeah, eh, so. No, don't do that shit. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about Star Trek before we, we've uh, angered everybody. Um, this uh, episode of, of, uh, of Discovery, um, the, the best, in my opinion, of the, of the episodes of Discovery thus far. Really? It, you know how we said the, the, the other day, we said, this is a real Star Trek moment, or that was a real, oh, that felt like Star Trek. This episode, this time loop episode, felt well, like- such a classic Star Trek thing, yeah. This felt like an episode of Star Trek, like no Discovery episode up to this point had. This really could have been transplanted to any episode, any of the shows. This felt like I was watching Star Trek for the first time. Not because it had these are Star Trek moments or philosophies, but this is Star the whole Trek. plot was Star Trek. Yeah, like yeah, the it whole felt like a Star Trek episode scenario. Um, uh, but what, like I said, I really do think it's. I don't think we've ever seen it. We've never been following not the character is happening to. Well, I think oh, that's the first in, time in that, in that we're not following um, Engineer No Eyes. Yeah, we're not with Stamets. Like we're not yeah. following Stamets. Like we're seeing Stamets, but we're not following him. We're following Michael because that's the story. That's the 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 structure of this show. And as a result, yeah, I guess he is the protagonist, and we don't. I guess that is true. He's the protagonist. It's really and we don't cool. Yeah, like we're not. It's it's it was such. I found it so cool. Like several times, I kind of had to pause, uh, to be like, God, that's so cool. Um, because we've never had that experience before. Like, cause he'll basically, she's being, you, you have the ability, which we've never had before in Star Trek to be the person like, cause we're, since I said, we're always with, we're always with the Stamets, whoever the Stamets is. And we're like trying to convince the other people, like you were in a time loop and this is what's happening. And it's so cool, uh, to be Michael, to be the person on the other end and be like, what's he talking about? Like, yeah, oh, I, I would okay. say that the, the, the most and how do you prove it? And, and how do we make him and like and he has all this knowledge and he'll do the like like the moment when he's repeating the lines back to her because he's had that conversation with her before. Like you get to be with her in that moment. Like. What? Like, yeah, see, he knows, so, yeah, I guess you don't make on. the discovery with her. <laughs> she's not the one who notices it's him who know and i guess that's the difference because we you know, the the most famous of these of course on on star trek was the next gen episode cause and effect <coughs> where the enterprise explodes and then commercial yes. break and you're back and and all of the characters kind of figure it out data figures it out but everybody has kind of that deja vu nobody's having yes. deja vu this time no nobody everybody seems to think everything's fine even her yeah um so the fact that he would be traditionally the one it, that didn't occur to me. Really? That really didn't occur to me that 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 was different. Um that's fast that's a fascinating point of view. I hadn't I hadn't like cuz okay so I um last weekend got to see um a movie called Happy Death Day. 
um, which is essentially Groundhog Day as a horror movie. Um, ah. where, where it's like, you know, the, the attitude is very scream, but you know, she goes through a day and then she's murdered at the end of it. We don't know who did it. And then the minute that she dies, her eyes open and the day starts again. And this goes over and over and over again until she finally figures out what happened. Um, ah. so it's a mystery that she has to sort of solve her own murder as it's happening and stop things from happening. It's very much, it's almost like a Star Trek episode itself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it could easily be transported like, like, like into a start but it it occurred to me i got to see that back to back with this Uh um um and i would say that 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 what this does um is one it um it makes mud even that much more villainous um which i enjoyed um Mm -hmm. but hey but he still has that cavalierness like i I really do um like what rain wilson's done like i really i even though he's uh there's I feel like he's darker than we've seen mud before because uh, I just never really felt scared of him before. Um, and he, so he's certainly more formidable in that way. But he, there's still clearly the the bullshitter, you know, that's there. Like, you don't you can't count a con man like apparently you can. Um, but that's he really strikes that balance and the way that they they wind up sort of getting him in the end is pretty fantastic and it works because of who mud is because he's you know a shyster <laughs> like yeah. he's not yeah the, i the only problem i have with him going as dark as he went is that he sort of gets off super easy for having done the things he did at the end it's like and you have to go there forever bye we're totally okay with the fact that you're just you know tried to murder everybody not um, didn't try, did. Yeah, but numerous but times did, but didn't. You know, right. The, well, and I think that's he why, did murder everyone I think that's except why, that nobody ended up murdered. <laughs> right, which is why I think in the end, I you're okay with him getting, I, or at least I was okay with him sort of getting off so easy, so to speak, because it didn't, it didn't work out. Like it's the same as like him having fantasized about it, because it didn't actually happen. Like there, there, there were no lasting consequence. To anyone he killed so so no one really died the one problem i wondered if you had given what our conversation was before and the you know mm. men and women covered what did you think about how this episode spectacularly fails the bechdel test yeah um that did bother so, me so for those of you who don't know what the bechdel test is um uh the bechdel test uh, asks whether a work of fiction features, this is from Wikipedia, whether a work of fiction features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. Um, the, sometimes they're required that the two women must be named. We know who those women are, of course. So that so the question is, is, uh, is we have the care. I was totally okay in the last episode with them looking at Ash Tyler and going, ooh, look at him. He's really hot. That I was fine yeah, with Yeah, it was that. one line. And I was once fine you, with that. Once you put, pointed that out, I was like, you know what? You're right. That's that's not because yeah. prior to that they had been talking about they'd been working out together and talking about work. They're you know But in this case <laughs> let's let me let me put this three dimensional situation in context. Um you have Michael, who is Vulcan ish, and and mm-hmm. she's not actually Vulcan, but she, you know, doesn't do parties. Parties are very difficult for her. She's navigating what is in you know Vulcan's like Serenity and this is this loud, you know, inexplicably 20th century music is playing 
Um, yeah, how did you feel about that? I wondered how you felt about I that. I was torn in that I understood the thematic relevant, uh, the, the um, relevant, is it really yeah relevance um of of <laughs> playing the song staying alive mm-hmm. in this i i get what they were going for i get the that the writer was like ooh get it cuz they're staying alive got it mm-hmm. the got point it. is to stay alive yeah mm-hmm. um so i get the artistry of choosing that song um and i was almost okay with the style of music until i heard that s- actual song playing and i was kind of like eh. Like, mm-hmm. like I was almost okay with the hip hop. Like, okay, let's, let's do some hip hop. Although, isn't that classical music? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that specifically spelled out in Star Trek as being classical music? Cause mm-hmm. this didn't strike me as a classical music kind of party. Yeah. Um, I, yep. but so I, I was like, I was like, that better have bothered him. It would have bothered yeah. him if it was on Orville. <laughs> it was it 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 bo- it bothered me a little, and then when I heard "Staying Alive," I we got really torn because the fact that it was a 20th century song really bothered me, but the fact that song but happened the fact that to it was be "Staying, staying Alive,", alive yeah. I was like, "Ooh, well, that's kind of clever." So I was, yeah. you know, um, ultimately, I can say I wish that they had not done it, uh, yeah. because I don't want to be thinking about how clever your writing is in Star Trek. I want to be thinking about the characters and what I'm into and how this three-dimensional character of Michael who's dealing with so much and is going to this gallery, this uh, this party, is meeting this three-dimensional character of Tilly who is cute and drunk and 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 being silly and and is going to speak her mind because she's drunk and and uh, and you know Ash Tyler is 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 going to speak in an inexplicably tone-deaf move about the people who's who've who've fallen um and i guess that's the sort of that's the sort of somber thing that you would bring up while classical music is playing so i guess it makes sense that he's doing that with hip-hop playing underneath um but it's just like we're having so much fun like 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 can you imagine if i was like 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 what a cool party this is let's take a moment to remember those who lost their lives you know it didn't seem it seemed like the music should cut out or anybody should like it was just kind of like they lost their lives okay back to fun it was just sort of um that was yeah it was odd it was an odd segue there it was this moment i wasn't uh, sure if it worked when james um, cameron won uh when james cameron won the best director uh oscar for or maybe it was best picture uh, oscar for titanic he came up and he spoke and he said, he said, this is not just for us, but let's all take a moment to remember the 1500 people who died on the Titanic. And there was a moment and then he goes, okay, now let's go out and party till dawn. Um, and that reminded me of that moment. Like, it was like, I understand why you'd have that character say that maybe when it was written and maybe when it was performed, they didn't know that that's the music they were going to put under. Um, but that part didn't work at all. So you have all this dynamic happening anything that could happen. I literally did not need to hear the word old boyfriends in Star Trek. Yeah. Your thoughts. I was so, I was so disappointed when it, when it's like, we're at a party. So we're talking about boys. That's what girls parties do. Yeah. Like I just, uh, and you can mention it. You want to advance the plot? You go, you go, you know, did you, 
did you talk did you talk to Ash? That's not what I'm here for. Really? It's difficult for me to have party experiences. Like you can you can advance the will they won't they of her and Ash and you can have Tilly's continued interest in that be there with a single line where she's like she's like she's like, "Ooh, do you see Ash up there?" and just have Michael shut it down and go and go like this You is- don't even have to do that. But if you, but if your point like is you, to like, advance their, no, their... I'm saying you can still advance the will they won't they without it is my point. Like they could have been talking and and just bullshitting, not about men, yeah. but just bullshitting. Like it could have just been telling, being like, I'm "So glad that you're here. Why don't you loosen up? Look at you. Like, look how you're sitting in the corner. Come on, have a good time. That's what we're here for." Yeah, they could be tri- like. Like she like tries a trick have, she's never had. She's tried to yeah, like or she's like, why don't you ask some? Why don't you ask someone to dance? Well, ask ask Ash to dance. Don't you guys just have lunch? Ask him yeah. to dance. I bet he would dance with you. Like that would be fine. Like, but it, you don't even have to bring up Ash. Honestly, comment on the music. Just have comment her, on the people. Comment on yeah, the yeah. You could just comment have her commenting on the party. Like comment on anything except on anything. And then how does he compare to your old boyfriends? Yeah, like you don't need that shit. And then and, and then when he comes up to like and, and then she's like he starts saying something to her and she's like see ya or whatever it was I was just leaving and he's like your friend's subtle. Like that's perfect. That's all you need. That sells the will they won't yeah. they without them ever having the discussion that they have before it. The conversation was so painfully it was such a step backwards. So painfully crusher Troy. You know, oh, like they might as well have been doing weird yoga poses. I know. Like, right? Like it's like it's so. Like it was disappointing. It hurt it was, my heart, man. And really we did. had to see it over and over and over again. <laughs> and and it really it really bothered me because there was so much else they could have been talking about. But you almost like okay, well, have fun with this boy later on. We'll wear nighties and hit each other with pillows. You know, like it just like it really was lazy, lazy lazy stereotyping that didn't need to happen in this show and yeah. could have uh, ah like, you've done you made so many strides in this show in general like that it's just it's such a fucking shame yeah like because again we're not stupid like we can get from her log entry that she's trying to figure out how to forge relationships with people and you see that she's having lunches with ash like you see that shit and like, it's all you needed was when he comes up at a party and, and Tilly jets and he's like, your friend's subtle. Like we all know, like we know how this shit works. That's all you needed. And if, and if the point was to sort of build that there's this thing happening with them and then they have their first kiss and all that stuff. Like, I don't even mind necessarily them pursuing some kind of a relationship there. Well, and here's the thing. This is not a scene that is reciprocated. And I think there's like... I think there's value of having two women talk about a man. I think about um, Greece, for instance, where she's like, you know, let's, you know, here's this boy. I'm talking all about this boy. But then when Ash comes up, you don't see him talking to other men about women. You see that happening anywhere else. I'm in, I'm at a point in the screenplay where I'm writing where I do have two women sitting around having a conversation about how much one likes a boy. And it's literally paired with the scene immediately preceding is two men talking where one of the men talks literally about how much he likes a girl 
and those two scenes are paired together as reciprocal scenes. But damn it, that is not showed anywhere else. You don't have anyone talking to Tyler about how much he likes her. You don't have mm-hmm. anyone talking to to Captain Lorca. You don't have anyone, you know, you know, like like literally one of the you know, um, you know, engineer no eyes um, has a has a domestic partner on the ship, and literally he says my partner, and that's about all you get, you know, outside of them. Be they they they're not. Well, he talk- tells the story of how they met, and that was really cute. I a like a little bit, but it's but that's not into that, their relationship, like, which I thought was cool. It's I, okay. I did like that part. It's okay to have, you know. Two members of the same sex, two hetero members. Of yeah, the same I'm sex not saying the that there is necessarily you're right. If if you have men if and women the, both that's doing what the moment it, is I don't about. think it bothers me as much. But if it's it's this typical, this is all women talk about sort of. Scenario. And that's how it felt. It felt it's very much like like this is just this is what women do when they get it together at parties. Like these women, when they're working, when they're working out, they they'll talk about work. But if they're at a party, man, they're talking about boys. Boys, and not just this boy, <laughs> but your old boyfriends. I I did not need to hear that word on Star Trek. How does it compare to your old boyfriends? Oh, um, it was terrible. Um, you know, and and I grade against that word in science fiction anyway. Um, you know, when uh when um when when uh. Was it Maz in Star Trek in Star Wars says it to Han Solo? You know, where's my boyfriend? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, not a word that I like. Don't want to hear boyfriend. You know, um, you know, it's just uh, there's a tra- uh, well, okay, or when, or when, yeah, same thing when, uh, when, um, fucking Shakar says that to O'Brien, like next time you're gonna have a baby, don't have it be my girlfriend. I'm just like, yeah, girlfriend. Like, are we 12? Uh, <laughs> girlfriend. Well, so what do you think is going to be the term? I don't know. Does there need to be one? If there needs to be one, you know, partner, lover, you know, something. Uh, lover something seems like, I don't know. Like partner, lover, the person with, with which I have a relationship it just. Uh, I don't think that's a bit wordy. <laughs> like, I, I don't. I don't think that that's a particular label that you know. They're not saying they're going steady. I like, know, I but mean, it just feels not, like. I do. I do understand what you mean, though. Like there's there's in sci-fi in particular. It. it doesn't yeah. seem to belong. I don't know why. It's maybe it's just my thing. Um, okay, but let's yeah, talk about good stuff because there's so much good stuff to talk about. So, um, I loved the sequence where Harry Mudd is killing the captain over and over again. <laughs> that was so yes. much fun. It was. <laughs> so much, so much fun to watch. Um, and it's not because I hit the captain, but just like that is a sequence that we've never, that's an almost Joss Whedon sequence in there. It reminds me of the first episode of Angel where um, where Cordelia invites Angel to the dance floor to dance and Angel thinks about it. And then you see him out on the dance floor, like dancing up a storm. Oh like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, no. and then cutting back to him and go, "I don't dance." It reminded yeah. me of that very, very much, and it it, <laughs> it, it hit me right in right in my happy place. Um, uh, and I would say this: I now get what they're doing um, with Engineer Eilis. With Stamets, uh, you get uh, it now. Uh, I, I, I we talked about that. I was like, "See, I told you." I was like, "I told Justin." There's they're doing something here. There's something happening. Well, that's like, the thing. Not... He doesn't just seem high now. 
he exists out of time. I was like, okay, this is cool. Actually, this is neat. I kind of like. I kind of like. And it was cute when his when his partner was kind of like, he's been really weird since. Yeah. It's been a little <laughs> like, and it's so cute because it's like you could again, they're and 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 they're not at work. Like they're clearly on their off time, you know. And he's and it's just it's it's this adorable interaction. Like I could totally see, you know, like. You being like really drunk or something, like we come upon you and Kelly and Kelly, like, eh. he's just he's had a lot to drink. <laughs> like just it was it was they, that tone was so perfect that was like I love this man of mine, but he's he's been a little weird recently. <laughs> like don't mind him. Um, it was adorable. Um, and like I said, I really loved. Um, I loved the 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 part where he is uh, teaches her how to dance. So that I she can dance with didn't. Ash. I, I I liked it because I thought it was cute, and it was them bonding. I felt like, and I liked them bonding, um, and I and I loved him telling her about how he and his partner uh, fell in love. I, I I just loved hearing about that. But again, I'm the I'm a romantic, so that's I not, had a huge problem me. with it because one, why are they doing that in the middle of the hallway? Um, two. Why is Where he bo- why is he bothering to teach her this when there's this really really important thing that's going to happen and oh by the way she's not going to retain this lesson that he's giving her um and the goal is to save the ship and you know and if and if it's that he knows that they're going to fail this time and he's bonding with her he to say you know a line where I know you're not going to remember this and her going, show me again sometime. I would have been fine. Suddenly, I would have been down with it. But the fact uh, that I see what you're saying, they're doing this, they're doing this extra thing when there's this crisis going on. And I don't know. I, I did seem to get the impression though. Um, once he uh, had the information to to um, convince her the first time, like once he was like, tell me something that you that I that you would never tell anyone that no one would ever know. Um, then I felt I got an impression. I don't know if this was actually happening, but I got the impression that after that happened, that from that loop forward, that she was retaining things, that she was retaining some level of things, not like him, right? Not like just knowing everything outright, but that, and maybe this is because she's Vulcan, right? It occurs. If she's not, I'm saying she's Vulcan trained, right? Yeah. So she's got, she's, on a different plane, uh, sort of mentally or spiritually in a sense, maybe than your average person on the crew. I got the impression or just the fact that he's spending so much time with her every loop. Maybe right? he's like time tendrils or interlarking with hers or something, but or, not with his own husband. Like, or just her or, or just partner. The, sorry. No, just the repetition. Right. Like for her. In those loops, right? That that there, there's vestigial, like deja vuiness. Yeah, I get. I get. I I get the vaguest feeling that that was happening. They don't necessarily show it to you, but you do get the vaguest sense that that's true. I don't think it makes any sense that that would be true more for her than anyone else or any of the other Vulcans on the ship, or no, or or, or Lieutenant Baruch, who should like have the preternatural like ability to know that that's coming, or his. 
you know, partner who oh, is yeah, more Mr. Inter- Detecting death never knows yeah, what's yeah. happening. Or, or his partner who should be more like intertwined with uh with, with him, him than she is, or any of the other Vulcans, which we assume are somewhere on the ship, or the robot, or you know, which I want to get to know that character because we see that there's a robot kind of ish on the. Yeah, on the I noticed that this time. I will say, I thought, that, and I wondered about it. And I was like, what is this about? Well, and, and there was also was, a robot in in um, Star Trek Into Darkness. So I'm wondering why. No, it's not that the robot. It was something I noticed in this episode in particular is they did a whole lot of shots of of the robot, like just randomly. Yeah. And I didn't know why. Like when robot didn't have a line and, and didn't like there just there was a lot of like random reaction, somewhat long still shots. And I was like, what? Is there something ha- like, are we trying to tell me something like it was it was enough that I was wondering what they were trying to convey. And I don't, so I still don't know what that's about. Maybe it'll culminate into something at some point. I don't know. But it look, if, in this episode in particular, uh, I guess maybe whoever directed this episode just really had a hard on for the robot. I don't know, um, because it was just like a, a lot <laughs> where I was noticing it. I'm like. Was the fucking robot in league with him or something? Why yeah, I don't he... know. Yeah, the robot is cool looking. You know, maybe it's yeah, just production or, or is value. it just, just like robot like, look, looks if you, cool? If like, you got I a cool ass looking robot, you cut to it. There's I nothing guess, else to cut I don't to. know. Cut a cool ass looking robot right now. <laughs> right now, we need. You know what we need right now? Fucking robot right cut. now. We need a fucking robot. Can we put the camera back in the robot, please? <laughs> I need more cowbell. I, um, I need more robot. <laughs> I need more robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that that. What I love, think of how we were feeling about that first episode. Think about how we're feeling about Lieutenant Verut and his his preternatural, like, I can sense death thing, or the presence of Sarek, or the shitty Klingons, or that, like, and even what we said, like, like, is this my Star Trek? This is my Star Trek. This was, yeah. Like, even even with the problematic gender politics, it... Well, yeah, because that's been in Star Trek, so. It's, this, this is, this is Star Trek. This is... This is what I wanted. More of yeah. what Kevin Smith always yells. More of this. Less of everything else. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there were no Klingons in this one. But even uh, so with like the Klingons, even with Sarek, even they could have been in this. But the tone was right. The mystery of what's going on. This is yep. weird. How do we it? do this? How do we solve it? How do this we? This is weird. Uh-oh, yeah. we're in danger because of this weird thing. We better figure out a solution. Yep. Like I was oh, like, and when, yes. And, oh, and when Michael like like when and when you think it's fucked, right? Because she like Ash has already been killed. He you Stamets gives himself up. There's no reason to start the loop again, essentially. And she's like, we're fucked. And he's already made a point that these these little death balls are the worst way to go. I hate death um, balls. Uh, and then she sticks it in her mouth. <laughs> I know. That's dramatic. <laughs> that's that's one way to go. I mean, you couldn't have just detonated it. You got to. Really? Um, she had to eat it. She just stick it in her mouth. Um, but regardless, like I loved that she had that she found a way. Now, let me that, ask you a question to, 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 to like get him to restart it. And that was cool. Is this the same material from Deep Space Nine's Orb of Time. Oh, the like crystal. From the orbs. Because they say the crystals 
are there. We found it. It's how we're doing it. We've cultivated it. Some 4D species must have learned how to do this. And here's what the crystals look like. And I thought it, it, it brought to mind the orbs from Deuce Space Nine for me a little bit. And I was like, huh. I could see that. Um, 4D, like they're the only real 4D race we've met where they are by definition like out of time. Yeah. Um, is this a DS9 reference? Um, and I, I've, I've heard other people say that it's like, it's a, it's a question to be raised. I will say this. This is what we wanted. Like if, if all of discovery ends up being a failed experiment, we go most of it, uh, uh, you know, like Voyager, you know, we got year of hell. We got like, I, it, like we've got a season worth of good Trek and six seasons worth of not, but there's good Trek in there. And, <laughs> and if that's what we need after having Star Trek be off the air for, you know, 14 years, we finally got a new episode of Star Trek. That was a real episode of Star Trek. Think about yeah. that. Think about how huge that is. How much we wanted that. Yeah. How much How much the JJ verse. We love it because it's got the Star Trek trappings and there are Star Trek things in it. And it, and it, it is high emotion, but it is it is not quite Star Trek. This is quite Star Trek. This is what I wanted. And it's yes, not the Orville. It's very quintessential. But the Orville has been more Star Trek than this Star Trek, though. I got to tell you. Now. But and it's still you, the Orville. But I know, it's still but I wish Orville. you were caught up. The one I just watched, the most recent episode. Dude, I cannot wait till you see it. You're going to love it. You, you have it's gonna to be a few months. It. It's going to be a few months before I catch it's, up. It's it's so it's it's absolutely quintessentially Star Trek. It's but amazing. it's still the Orville. It's but still, it's the Orville. And it's the still going to have those it's trappings. Not, it's yep. still going to have those trappings of being the Orville. This is... I don't have to forgive the trappings at all. This could yep. have been a one-shot Star Trek TV show. And I'd absolutely be on board go, yep. It could be, you know, if this were, yeah. if this were a one-shot Harry Mudd comic, you know what I mean? Harry Mudd, you know, if, if somebody wrote a Star Trek novel about Harry Mudd doing this thing to a random crew you'd never met before, this would absolutely fit. In the Star Trek canon for me, this is agreed. This, this is, yeah, this definitely was Star Trek all over. All over. It was a, it was a quintessential Star Trek plot. What a world we that. live in, man! We got it back. Like whatever else happens, all the the grumbling and belly this. We've got up, this episode. <laughs> like we got we got new Star Trek, and in a world where we were never gonna see it again. Guys, like, think about this. Like, Star Trek Beyond, I think, might be... Like, Carl Urban has recently come out and said, I hope they're making a fourth one, but... Uh, you know, Beyond did not light the box office on fire. Like... It was the best one. It was. It was, absolutely. Um, <laughs> although I think a case can be made for Star Trek 09 as well. But um, but Beyond was just really super fun. Um, but this is, like... We thought we yeah, were done. Yeah, nothing beats having it on the TV and, and being able to see it regularly. Like, yeah, an episode yeah. where it's not groundbreaking. There's no planets to save, no wars to win. We or just got to solve. We got to solve. We <laughs> like got to solve. We just have to not blow up. Yeah, yeah we got to solve this problem to save our ship. Yep. That is. I mean, there Star is sort Trek. of an overarching ramification of the whole war. Should they get the the Klingons get this technology, but. But that's what DS9 did so wonderfully is that there could be episodes where, yes, there was the overarching, you know, the ramifications, the, of the ramifications this of, of, of this the episode war, will be felt. But, but within this episode, 
it's there's just a bigger picture. Yeah, there's a there's a more immediate concern, which yeah. is the part where we all die. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the the soul searching that happens within it. Um, and there's wonderful stuff to yeah. to, to if only if only they hadn't had the boyfriend's issue. Yeah, like that, and that, and that, again, it, it pisses me off so much because it's such a simple fix. You yeah. know, like they just don't need to be talking about that. It's it's that's all. There's, I'm pretty sure, literally the only change you would need to make. And you'd still have all of the rest of it work and be fine. Yeah. But um, I'm I'm happy for that. This has been a great show, guys. Um, listen, as the show ends, for those of you who made it to the end, because um, I've been thinking a lot about the first half of the show and how like the, the first, you know, we did more non-Star Trek than we did Star Trek in this episode. And I understand that. Um, and for some of you who want a Star Trek podcast. I mean, I'm, we did about half half. But for those for those out there who wanted a Star Trek podcast, I'm not going to split this one in half. Um, because then oh, just, no, I'm just saying we did yeah. about half and half. Like we didn't do more yeah. of the other thing, but, but I, I will say this one. I know there are people who are like, look, I just wanted a Star Trek episode and I get it. And, and you know, the, we are supposed to be escapists for you and we, and we want to be, we largely want to be. And I've, I know there are those of you out there like, listen, I'm not watching discovery. Can you guys talk about something else? I think that's a fair point too, that we will hit some non discovery stuff soon. Um, but I felt like, you know, this has been on my mind um, for a bit. Um, and I felt like we should speak out about it because we are creators of media. And let's face it, we our movie is sexually charged. Um, yeah, we uh, talk about sex and fucking a lot. And and <laughs> and this is a this is a Star Trek. This is a Star Trek issue um, and a Star Trek failing in this very episode. Um, how well do we serve uh, I don't want to say minorities because it's not about minor. It's it's not about majorities, but it's, it's how do we serve people who are underserved, um, yeah. as of yet? Um, how do we protect people who have been exploited as of yet? How do we, you know, you're you're gonna disagree with some of the shit we said, mostly the shit I. I'm sure there are people who can go out there. Well, you shouldn't be putting boobs on a cover to to yeah. Okay, fair enough. You know, I understand. <laughs> I understand that point of view. Um, it's something I will continue to uh to struggle with um it's something that that that's what matters though yeah i mean we like like we all put in the effort is the thing man i don't expect people to just wake up tomorrow and and have it figured out you know it's so so here here to to end the show there is um there is something and this is going to be you know if you this is going to be the most rated r part of the show so check out now if you don't want the most rated r part of the show i'm gonna say this there is something about having an orgasm that is um, inherently selfish. It is the most <laughs> ah me moment. Um, <laughs> and it's happening during the most intimate with another person that you can be. It's complicated. It's very complicated. You, by nature, are objectifying the person that you are lusting after. By nature. And sometimes that person is the person that you love more than yourself and your kids and your parents. And yet you also look at them absolutely as, look at these parts I like. You know? It's a complicated headspace. Um that we are navigating. And I would say that 
ultimately, if you want no other rules, you because it's complicated, be good to the person that you're with. And we said this when we had our bullying episode too. If you're with a person, whoever that person is, whatever it is that you're doing, just try and make their day better. <laughs> like that's if you're doing that, you're going to be in pretty good you know space. And if you know that you're not making their day better, I mean I think catcalling is the is the ultimate example of misunderstanding. I think catcalling is, you know, I think truly men see Look at that beautiful woman. I'm going to make that beautiful woman feel good about herself. Hey, baby, you look awesome today. Like that's maybe you, you really think, think that's the that that's the. Yeah, I think okay. I think there is. I think I, I think not, I think all, you're not being always awfully generous to those guys. I know that some guys that's not the case for. I also know I that, would I would say most guys because you know what? I have had many a guy give me a compliment that wasn't a cat call. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you can, if if your intent is actually to tell a woman or to communicate to a woman that you think she looks good and that this is a compliment that you want to give her, it can absolutely be done. So, catcalling is not that, dude. Oh, yeah, but here's it's the thing. Catcalling can also be, ooh, looking good. That's a catcall. And sure. And there, there are people who think they're being complimentary. They do. They don't think. I'm not saying none of them, but I'm saying you, you're. Even the asshole. What you had just put forth is that most of them, that seems to be their, that, that they're misunderstood. And I even, or them, I'm not saying they're misunderstood. Statement. I say they're misunderstanding. And let me clarify. Even okay. the assholes think they're delivering a compliment. None of them think that they're delivering an insult. Nobody's it's out not, there. It's not about an insult. It's not. It's about the object. It's about the objectification. Sure. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you think that you're once, you know, my point being, once you know that what you're doing is not making someone's day better, which if you're listening to this, this podcast, I'm putting you on notice. That's not making anyone's day better. So don't do that. Once yeah, you know that. And you know what? If you see a, a beautiful woman. And. You want to touch her? You can't just touch her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exercise some fucking self control for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, you are not entitled to that. You are not entitled to another human being, no matter who you are. Yep. Male, female, I don't care. Like you're just not. Yep. Yeah, the, the, a person's self is something that they can only give. It's not something you can take and have it be right. Um. But even yep. more, as a general philosophy of your life. If you're near or with a person, either leave them alone or make their day better. And if you're not doing those things, then then you're you're taking your you know there's a there's a conversation that happens in in uh, my kids' elementary school. They go they go, everybody's got a bucket, a happy bucket. Are you drawing water out of that bucket or pouring water into that bucket? Um, if you're drawing water out of somebody's happy bucket. If you're making them less happy so you can be more happy, then you're fucking up. Yeah. It's not just the way the world works. Nope. And if you've done it before, and we all have in one way or the other, um, and guys we all fuck up, we're human beings. Yeah. We've all we've all chosen our happiness over others. Um, 
continue soul searching. That's what life's about, man. That's how you improve your person. That is, you know, that's the, the essence of Star Trek, is it not? Humanity yeah, wants to better that's itself. That's why they're I out. Yeah. I don't mean masturbating this time. Um, humanity, <laughs> humanity wants to better itself. Yeah, if you're that's listening why they're to this show, man. you're a Star, Star Trek fan. Better yourself. Even yeah. if you think you're doing pretty well. You know what? You how, can always do better. How, how well did you serve your wife last night, guys? You know, how, how, how well did you serve your kids? How well did you, you know, you know, you know, ladies, how well did you serve your employees? You know, how well did you serve your castmates, actors? How well did you, you know, serve your neighbor, kids who shouldn't be listening to the show? Um, but, you know, <laughs> you know, how well did you serve? How well did you serve your parents? How well did you serve the people around you? Because that's that is the essence of, of bettering yourself. It's not just becoming a better artist. How well did you serve? Because that's that's humanity. That's the good of humanity. Yeah. Is and and it's not going out. It's, sure, it's out there and doing mission trips and 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 giving to the poor and and you know and going to food banks. That's important too. But it's also it's like, also the everyday little things, though. Yeah, like it's not always about the big gestures. Yesterday, like, doing the big gestures doesn't mean you don't have to do the little things, right? Like, yesterday, like, trick or treating. Works. My kid left a, a, a three hundred dollar video camera that they wanted to take out um, on the ground somewhere, and oh, I went gosh. searching for it. And I went to uh, someone's house. I said, "Have you found a camera?" And they said, "No." But my neighbor, two doors down, they found one. They have it. The complexity of that has hit me today. Where I was like, "Hold on, someone found that camera." Person one gave it. To the person whose house it was near. Person two. That person talked to their neighbor. Hey, I found a camera. Is it in case anyone's looking for one? Person three. That person decided to tell me. Person four went out of the way to tell me. Um, four people who owed me nothing made it so Halloween wasn't ruined for my kid. That's serving. That's nothing. It cost them That's, nothing yeah. to do. It cost them 10 seconds, but they all... Did became their part, man. It became a you chain, know? became a chain of helping that stopped Halloween 2017 from being the worst holiday in in my kids like cuz that's he loves this thing more than life cuz he wants to make movies. Like that's <laughs> that's Yep. That's that's what it's about right there. That's like that. humanity at its best. Yep. Absolutely. So, um so be that, you know, above anything else is is that's always what we've said and we continue to say that. For now. My name is Justin and my name's Alexina. Trek off. Trek off, my lovely bitches. Oh, that was nice. They are lo- you are lovely bitches, guy. Okay, Trek off. <laughs> hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek Off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it, if you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription, or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.